0: Listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Balcom as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balcom, and this is the Save the Marriage Podcast, the podcast designed to help you save your marriage no matter what's going on, even in the midst of a pandemic. And that's really the topic of today because. This pandemic is putting a stress on lots of relationships, even ones that were, you know, doing pretty well or at least okay, are suddenly finding the fracture points. This really is a stress test for so many things in life. This has ended up being a stress test for many companies, many corporations going, oh, wow, we weren't really ready for something like this. It's been a stress test for other organizations trying to figure out how to function in the midst of this. It's a stress test for individuals and couples and families in the sense that we're suddenly having to pull together and figure out how to hold together in the midst of something that we haven't seen before at this level. Uh, This is a new place for us to be and a new strain on what's going on. And Over the past couple of weeks, I've heard from lots of people who were telling me that they are suddenly bound in their home with a spouse that maybe they were doing okay because of the space that they had before, or they were already in trouble and this is really pushing them down. We don't know what's going to happen after this, but we do know what's happened elsewhere. In China, after the quarantine was lifted, there was a spike in the number of divorces filed. Basically, there were couples who said, I can't be with this person. (laughs) Now it's been forced. Right now, the issues are right in front of us because we were stuck in quarantine together. Now, what we do know in the U.S., according to Google, is that the searches for divorce, the searches for divorce attorneys, the search around the whole topic of divorce have gone up. Now, Google doesn't like to share a lot of facts. They just kind of put that out there that those searches have gone up. And here's the struggle. It's now hard to get help if you're realizing that your relationship is in trouble because suddenly therapists can't see people in their office and, and suddenly people are really struggling with what do you do about this because, you know, sometimes they thought that they might go to a retreat or, or, or to go to a workshop or something like that, and that's out of the question. They can't even go to the therapist's office. And so here we are with what has ended up being a pressure cooker, and the pressure is building as this keeps going on, and we really don't have an endpoint to this. I can tell you in our own family that you know, it's not that we are struggling as much as we are at a new point. I have adult kids. Both of them came home uh, to be at home during this crisis, but they both were living in bigger metropolitan areas that were at much higher risk than where we live, and so they came home. They're adult kids, and so one is was in a graduate school program. She still is in that graduate school program, but now that is a virtual program, and her fellowship went virtual, so she's having to work hard to get her schoolwork done and her fellowship work done in the midst of the fact that she is outside of her normal routine of doing that our son came home he does sales and so he's trying to do what he can to keep that going virtually but you know everything is shifting in uh, every part of life including how companies are thinking about their futures and so he's trying to be creative with that process That adds stress on that. My wife, as a therapist, has had to shift her work away from the office to uh, telehealth or online coaching or counseling because you can't go in the office. My program was already online, and so that hasn't changed, but the struggles around that have. Now, I will tell you, uh, Save the Marriage System, I have purposely kept at an incredibly low price for now 20 years and it's up against programs that are 10, 20 times as expensive and yet more effective than those. Why do I do that? Because I have a mission of helping marriages. So I put that online years ago in order to have that uh, as, a, as a resource. And so I keep doing that. I keep that product there. But I know that you're looking for information now about what do you do now with what's going on with the COVID crisis that we have. So today, we're talking about how do you cope as a couple in the COVID quarantine. And this isn't just couple, it's also what do you do as individuals. So I'm going to talk about some different things to think, keep in mind, just ways of processing this and some things you can do. Recognize that it's not that everything is off the table, right? The, 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 what we have we're doing before this is a magnifier. Uh, this crisis has been a magnifier or an amplifier of what was already there. So people who are struggling suddenly those struggles are amplified or magnified. Couples who were struggling, their issues are magnified, they're amplified because suddenly there's a pressure to that. There's already the stress on us, you know, as we're thinking about the unknowns. That's creating the pressure points already for us. Much less the fact that we are often suddenly put together for times that people weren't. I've been having conversations with people who are just checking in with me or are clients or are somehow related to my program, and they're telling me about that. You know, they're saying before I would go to the office and be there you know, most of the day, come home, we would maybe have not as much connection as we would have liked, but at least it was kind of in the evening. Now suddenly it's all day long and people are telling me how they're also working both from home and suddenly they're having to find their way through that. So I've heard from a number of people who are struggling and so I wanted to talk about what do you do? In these particular situations. So, first of all, let's just recognize that we are on some uncharted territory, and yet the same things are still there. So, while the dynamics can feel very amplified to you, recognize that the dynamics are the same. And the ways you deal with this, they're the same. Now, for a lot of what people contact me, they kind of try to to say, yeah, but what about this situation? And what I've realized after 20 years of hearing people's different situations, the way through it is very similar. The path forward is very similar, but I want to talk about the kind of the idiosyncrasies of dealing with it in the midst of this pandemic. So uh, first of all, I've said that now twice, but so second of all, think of this crisis as an amplifier or a magnifier. Just be aware that what was going on before has been magnified or amplified, which also means that as the crisis begins to move through, as we begin to move closer to resolution, then the amplification will drop, the magnification will drop, and we'll get back to a normal area. So between here and there, there are things you can do to cope, but also understand that those same ways you can cope may actually help you to get to a better place. Sometimes what happens in the stress points is that it actually reveals what needs to happen in order to find healing and help. Sometimes this creates a place where it's no longer just the chronic, but you're back to a crisis and a crisis kind of demands some way of dealing with this. So, see this as a potential, as an opportunity in the midst of the chaos, as kind of the silver lining, if we're going to go through this, as an opportunity to maybe shake things up a little bit. Remember, whenever there is a change in the system, there's an opportunity for change to the system. Whenever things are jumbled up a little bit, there's an opportunity in there to make a shift. I talked about that in the last episode. So now let's talk about some specific things that I'm going to recommend. One of the things I would recommend, and this works whether you're doing this as a couple or as an individual. So if you're listening to this as a couple going, okay, what can we do together? This works. If you listen to this as an individual, of what can you do by yourself? This works too. So the first two things I would recommend is giving grace and giving space. So what does that mean? Well, first of all, giving grace means that you recognize that you're under stress, your spouse is under stress, and you're not likely to be at your optimal. So give some grace for that. Just recognize this is not the time you're going to be at your best, which also means it's not the time to tuckle, tackle some of the big things. Sometimes it's time to, to just kind of you know, buckle down and go, okay, let's get through this. So many times when I was a chaplain, I would watch families that they would decide that while the crisis was going on, that they were just going to set aside their beefs as a family. Right? They would just say, hey, this is more important. Let's set that aside. Give ourselves some grace. Let's get through this, buckle in together, and make it through. That's a great conversation to have if somebody's open to it to say, hey, I know we're having problems. I know we're having stress. Can we get through this crisis together? And by the way, as you're getting through the crisis together, guess what you're doing? You're doing some growth and some healing. So grace and space, those two things. Grace is when you're willing to say, hey, I understand you're not going to be at your best. I'm not going to take everything you say on board. I'm not going to judge everything you do because I'm going to recognize that some of it comes from stress. And by the way, you apply grace to yourself to say, maybe I'm not at my best. The other day, I realized that I was having a little stronger reaction than I wanted to to someone I was talking to that had nothing to do with them. And I had to remind myself that it wasn't about them. It was about my overall level of stress. Maybe you've had this experience in your life where you recognize that. Maybe, you know, something was happening and uh, you're, you're feeling under stress And then all of that dumped out on somebody else. You know, it could be a coworker or a child or a spouse or a pet or somebody kind of catches a little extra edge from you. Had nothing to do with them. It had to do with what they were already feeling. Well, that's, that's part of what we're talking about in giving grace, of recognizing that sometimes somebody might react to you in a way that is actually beyond what was going on between the two of you because they're carrying that extra stress and you might do the same. So just offering grace, and that's really a mindset of, of saying, I'm not going to hold somebody to exactly how they react right now. I'm going to recognize that they're coming at this, and I'm coming at this from a stressed out point. Now, space is a little different. Space is giving some distance, right, of saying, hey, maybe we need to figure out how we use this house to stay separate, Where is going to be your space to retreat when you need to? Where is my space? And also to understand that is not just a physical space, but an emotional space. There are times when somebody might just say, hey, I need some time by myself. And that's not the time to go seek them out and go try to pressure them into talking about what's wrong or what's going on. They just may need some distance and some space. One of the mistakes I've been watching couples make is they're realizing or they are trying to be in the same house at the same time, all over, kind of in each other's space constantly. I don't know about you, but most people had a pattern of space that they had kind of found in their relationship a spouse spouses going off to work or both were going off to work or going out to do uh, different errands or, or lots of ways they might have space that suddenly has collapsed upon them. So you have to almost artificially create the spacing in the household. To say, hey, I'm going to go work out. Just give me that room for a little bit of time. Or, hey, I'm going to go read. Just give me some space to do that and to offer that. How can I give you some space? I know that we can get too crowded here. How can I give you some space? So just have a conversation about the space and be willing to offer the grace. Now, that's what you give. Now, you can practice a couple of things in the midst of that, and that's compassion and patience which are kind of related to that grace piece. But compassion is looking at somebody and going, wow, this is as hard for you as it is for me, or this is as hard for me as it is for you, looking at self-compassion too. But to recognize that this is a difficult place for people, it's just a struggle for people, because, wow, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime, at least I hope it's a a once-in-a-lifetime event. We haven't had to deal with anything like this. I mean, so many times there's been a crisis, and I've heard people refer to this as, you know, well, we've gone through a national crisis, right? And so in 2008, we had um, a, a fairly big economic crisis, but it wasn't driving us home, right? It wasn't driving us into uh, hiding. Uh, it just meant that our pocketbooks might've been hit pretty hard, or 911 is the other one that people have talked about, or hurricanes in a certain area. The thing is, once those hit, then we have to go, okay, now what do we do? This is more of a slowly rolling out crisis that ends up being a chronic crisis. So, being compassionate about the fact that this is a struggle for all of us. And what I've noticed is a lot of times in social media, you know, people are showing that they have a lack of compassion. And recognizing that there are other viewpoints and other feelings that are associated and just saying, you know, I'm I'm not tolerant of that. And this is a point of toleration for all of us to go, hey, how do we want to be humans? How do we want to be in the world and compassionate for the world and compassionate for those who are struggling in the world? And patience is another piece of that. Many times people just need a little time to find their balance. I know it's true for me. It took me several weeks to go, okay, I'm finding my balance again, because everything was kind of flipped upside down. The plans that I'd had for this year, for what we wanted to do with retreats and live events, it's gone. We had to wipe that away, and it took me a couple of weeks to just get my balance back to say, okay, how are we going to pivot this? What are we going to do differently? And that's true in companies. It's true for individuals. It's true across the board that we're suddenly having to figure out a new rhythm for it. That takes some time to find the balance. So being patient with yourself, being patient with others, especially a spouse, is an important place to be. Which brings us to a couple of things you might want to work toward. There's an opportunity here. The opportunity is about connection. Because we all need connection. It's part of our DNA. It's wired into us. That connection is so important. And we've cut off so many of the places where we might have had connection before. I have a number of groups that we get together and and really share in those groups, and they're gone. Right now they're gone. We could meet virtually, but it's it's a little bit different. And so you start looking at where that connection can happen right around us, and that generally is with the people that we're kind of quarantined or or self-isolating with. So there's an opportunity for connection there, of sharing things, of sharing the difficulty of this, of saying, let's, let's bond together in this. Let's deal with this together. So look for the chances for connection. Connection happens on three different levels in every relationship. There's physical connection, there's emotional connection, and there's spiritual connection. And that is true in every relationship in life. In marriage, hopefully you have all three firing, and if you don't, that's a good thing to learn more about. I talk about these in depth in my book, How to Save Your Marriage, in three simple steps, but just to recognize emotional, physical, and spiritual. So physical, I mean, if you shake hands with somebody, there's a physical connection with that person. If you hug them, even a side hug, there's a physical connection with them. Emotional is when somebody feels like you're in sync with them, on their side, supporting them listening to them, sharing with them. Spiritual is when people are talking about what's important to them. What are their values? What are their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations? That brings another level to it. And so to be able to look at those areas and say, how can we improve our connection in each of those areas? That's an important opportunity here because we are in the same space. So we do have to find a way to manage it so that we are not compressing each other into a space. And at the same time, there's a chance to improve that connection in the process. And then there's another opportunity for uh, change and growth, and that's around the area of expansion. So there's connection and expansion. Expansion can happen in relationships, like how do we want to move forward in different ways, but also in yourself? How do you want to move forward in a different way? One of my challenges for people right now is to ask the question, who do I want to be when we're at the end of this crisis? This crisis will pass. We will get back to normal. It may be a new normal, but it will be a normal for us. Who do we want to be at the end of that? Maybe it's a new skill to learn or a new way of being or a new understanding to have of yourself or a new interest to explore or something there that you can expand into. Self-expansion is an opportunity here. I was talking with a group the other day, and I said, you know, with the internet, I mean, even though we're isolated in this crisis, think about how many resources there are. There's not a hobby out there that you can't either learn about or try out during this time. And maybe it's something that you have to be outside of where you are in order to try it out, but you could sure learn some basics of it and understandings of it. I mean, I think back on my childhood, my way of doing that is go to the library. I learned so many different things that interested me that maybe I never even got around to trying out, but I sure had an interest and I could look into far enough to go, okay, I'm not going to try that out. But then there's some things we could learn. I talked with somebody who started to teach himself guitar. I've talked with several people who have gone back to painting or, or other hobbies they had as kids, as young adults, and part of that is that capacity for self-expansion that is available to us all the time. Grab a new book, read a new magazine, check out a new blog, learn about cooking or some other activity that can bring you a new place to fill the time to expand yourself and grow. Okay, some pretty simple places for you to work on both yourself and your relationship. Remember to give grace and space to each other. Remember to practice compassion and patience and work towards connection and expansion as you work to cope as a couple and as an individual with this COVID crisis. And you'll come out fine on the end. Now, if you need specific help on your relationship and you recognize you can't go to a therapist, You recognize that it's not a time to pay $1,000 or $2,000 for a program or a retreat. Check out my system. For a fraction of that, you can get a system that has been used by people around the world to save and restore their relationship. It tells you how you get into trouble and how you get out of trouble and how you move through the process, even if only one person wants to work on it. You can learn all about that by going to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. I do have a team of coaches who can work with you remotely. You don't even have to be in the same place with them, which means that this is the ideal time to take advantage of that. I give you a free get started session with one of my coaches whenever you grab the system. You just have to claim it. I also give you a free week of VIP, which is a virtual program, That means that you also can take advantage of lots of other resources to add on to what you're learning. All you have to do is claim it in the process of grabbing the system. But the starting point is to grab the system by going to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. And this is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage listening to save the marriage podcast for more information and help please visit us at savethemarriage.com